Section 5 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 8, July to August, 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Mount St. Helens by Lieutenant Charles P. Elliott, USA. In going by steamer from Portland, Oregon, to vancouver washington on a clear day it is possible to see from the pilot house five snow-capped mountains hood jefferson adams rainier and st helens the last mentioned is more to the west than the others and has the appearance of a regular inverted cone truncated and rounded off the mountain presents this same appearance from all sides when the observer is at any distance two seasons spent on this extinct volcano have enabled the writer to get a general idea of the effects of volcanic action on the local geography and to make a topographic map of the district since it is within plain view of many prominent points astronomically established it seems strange that mount st helens should not be accurately placed on any map which the writer has examined either as to its own position or relatively as regards the other snow-clad peaks mount st helens lies east of vancouver barracks north of lewis river west of the columbia and south of the cowlitz it is west of the divide of the cascade range even more to the west than mount rainier from rough triangulation based on recent surveys the writer's map shows the summit to be in the northeast corner of township eight north range five east of the willamette meridian and its altitude taken on a clear still day with an excellent aneroid is eight thousand six hundred eight feet the approach to the mountain is by wagon road up the north fork of lewis river to the foot of the trail to lake merrill around the lake to and across the kalama river up the kalama for a short distance then toward and by goat mountain and in a northeasterly direction to what is known as butte camp at an elevation of three thousand seven hundred feet from this point horses can be taken to the bench above but there is no water and but little wood and butte camp is the proper place from which to climb the mountain unless you are thoroughly familiar with the very rough country around the base formerly the approach was from lewis river four miles above the trail to lake merrill and up a continuous run of lava sloping gradually up from the river to butte camp a rough hard trail in many places over broken lava mount st helens is not difficult of ascent and is probably the least dangerous of any of the snow-clad mountains of the cascade range in going from lewis river the trail leads up a steep hill rising nine hundred feet in two miles and then drops down one hundred feet when you most unexpectedly find yourself on the south edge of a small lake about two miles from lake merrill without any apparent reason for its existence on going to the northern end of the lake you find a mass of lava extending entirely across the axis of what was originally a mild canyon there are a few small streams flowing into lake merrill but there is no visible outlet the difference between high and low water is more than thirty feet the rainfall in autumn and spring and the snowfall in winter are very great 
and the fall in the level of the lake at the close of the spring rains is much too great to be accounted for by evaporation on a very still day during september eighteen ninety five i searched carefully at the north end of the lake and found in the sandy bottom about fifty yards from the shore a deep funnel-shaped hole evidently the beginning of the outlet further to the north and toward the kalama river where the lava flowed over the standing trees the places of the trunks now forming wells in the lava running water can be heard and with a strong cord and bucket drawn up still nearer the kalama a bold stream breaks out of the lava and flows into the river just below a beautiful fall formed by the kalama flowing over the edge of the same run of lava that dammed up the waters of lake merrill the space between the lake and river on the north is comparatively level the lava in many places being covered with soil and that with a heavy growth of timber where the sand and ashes predominate the growth is poor the flow of lava volcanic sand etc that ends at lake merrill and the falls of the kalama starts from the west and southwest sides of mount st helens flows against the green buttes and neighboring hills almost filling up the space between these elevations and the mountains passes around the buttes unites and fills in between goat mountain and the high ridge northeast of it forming a swampy meadow at the base of goat mountain the waters of which are strongly impregnated with iron while to the south of the ridge runs a clear cold stream coming from the lava at cold springs and joined by a second stream coming from the snow directly west of the summit to the south from green buttes the country is filled in until checked by a semicircle of hills that turn to the west and extend south of the kalama river a small lake fills the level space between the hills the kalama river bursts as a full-fledged stream bubbling up like a fountain from the southwest side of the more northerly hill flows south to the lake then turns to the north of west flowing at first through willows and swampy ground then gradually gains strength and cuts down in the volcanic sand and boulders on its north bank the high ridge being to the south finally near where the trail crosses the river it cuts through the volcanic formation and ends by leaving all the volcanic deposit on the south side a spur from goat mountain forming its north bank when the river tumbles over the falls it leaves the volcanic formation and runs through a growth of fine timber to the columbia river at the town of kalama except where lava and bedrock are exposed the country below the level of five thousand feet is covered with a dense growth of timber and brush to the east of the head of kalama river is a run of lava that starts near the summit of st helens and extends with a nearly uniform slope to the north fork of lewis river this lava has filled up the country in its course flowing around hills as a river around islands about two miles from the river it has crossed the course of a small stream forming during the wet season a large pond with an underground outlet sufficient to carry off the flow of the stream during the dry months and the excess due to rain and snow after the dry season sets in the water from the pond and stream finds its way into the lewis river under the surface of the lava 
east of the lava run is a bold stream with several branches some coming from the snow and some from a swamp east of south from the mountains the black lava spreads out like a fan on this side where it stops the slopes are covered with boulders and as the high ground to the south arrests the flow of volcanic sand etc and is filled in a comparatively level swamp is formed with streams flowing into big creek on one side and pine creek on the other northeast of the lava and nearly due east of the summit the most considerable glacier on the mountain is found the glacial stream issuing from it flows through the boulders ashes pumice stone etc as a dirty stream for about three miles when it sinks with high banks of volcanic sand on both sides but soon appears as a clear stream between very high white sand banks until within a few miles of lewis river where the volcanic deposits disappear going to the northeast and across pine creek you find a succession of buttes that form the watershed between pine creek and the big muddy and also act as a barrier for the sand and pumice stone now very plentiful that has formed a nearly level and barren plateau between the base of the mountain cone and the tops of the buttes two small streams one clear the other muddy run gently over the level and having joined pitch over the steep slope and join the big muddy to the north of the hills a third stream flows down from the ice and snow and finds its way also to the big muddy northeast of the mountain the deposit of sand ashes and pumice stone is greater than on any other side this deposit passing to the north and keeping west of the high ground of the original formation has formed a dam across a canyon and the result has been spirit lake a deep and quite considerable body of water the outlet over the dam is known as Toutle river following down Toutle river from the lake the flow at first is very gentle then a shallow pond is formed about a quarter of a mile long and below that the stream gets more rapid but remains clear until about two miles below the lake where a muddy stream comes in from the mountain one mile further down a second stream comes in from near the base of the mountain leaving the river on what is called the spirit lake trail through dense underbrush and pine thickets you pass below the lower edge of a run of lava from the northeast side of the mountain and across a swamp formed as before by volcanic agencies also across two small streams from springs below the lava and climbing steadily up over ground covered with boulders and heavy timber the edge of the canyon of the south Tattle is reached the north side of the canyon is of fine white sand and is very steep and hard to climb the south Tattle flows from under a glacier in plain view and runs in a bed of boulders directly toward the point where the trail first strikes the edge of the canyon then turns more to the west and with a constantly widening bed of sand and rocks filling the original canyon to a width of a half mile or more the stream flows sometimes on one side sometimes on the other the water occasionally forms a dam in one of its temporary beds among the rocks and having gathered sufficient head bursts the dam and comes down bringing large boulders with it after leaving the south Tattle and passing over high ground a second and smaller canyon is crossed 
with a bold stream running from the mountain into South Toutle, then up to a high bench and down to Cold Springs, which crops out under the lava and flows toward Goat Mountain and finally into Toutle River. The circuit of the mountain on the lower levels is now complete. At the summit of the mountain, the highest point is bare rock. South of east and also north of east are two other bare points. The intervening space is covered with snow, and between the two easterly points, the largest glacier issues, from which Pine Creek runs. Almost directly north of the head of this glacier and across the northern point of rocks, the second glacier begins, the water from it flowing into the north Toutle, and northwest of the highest point is the third glacier, the source of the south Toutle. Snow falls to a great depth over all this country in winter, but in early summer the warm rains and hot sun melt the snow very rapidly, and the black lava on the mountain to its very summit is exposed in streaks radiating from a common center. End of section 5